Welcome to the Apex Podcast is going on the road. Giving you the energy of motorsport from the source. We'll be trackside for the GT World Challenge, IMSA, and the NTT IndyCar Series. At Mid-Ohio, VIR, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Petit Le Mans, and the historic 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Pit now, pit now. Visit IntoTheApex.com for the latest dates and locations. Into the Apex podcast, coming to you on location from historic Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And it's the Into the Apex at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're coming to you on location from Daredevil Brewery in Speedway, Indiana, on the Main Street. We are looking at the Delora factory uh, in Speedway, Indiana. There's a little bit of music here at the uh, brewery because we're not the main show tonight. So if you hear a little Purple Rain or Dave Matthews on acoustic guitar, uh, that's just part of it tonight. We're a little bit away. We've enjoyed three pictures, pictures, not pictures, pictures, three pictures of Daredevil beer and Daredevil good pizza, good beer. Uh, They've had us here for the Indy 500. We're here tonight, and we'll be back for the eight hours of Indianapolis for GT America Intercontinental GT Challenge. And uh, so Tyler here, your main guy. With Cody Richardson, who joins us back. Uh, he was with us for the Indy 500. Jerry couldn't make it, but it's myself and Cody here in Indianapolis. Uh, it's Saturday. We've watched the IndyCar race. We've watched the Xfinity race. We've watched cup practice. And uh, what a hell of a day. What a hell of a day. Uh, a little deja vu here. That's almost, we're only about 10 feet away from the table we were yeah. sitting at when we recorded for Indianapolis 500. That's right. Um, but... No offense to Jerry, I think our third guest this afternoon was a lot more interesting than Jerry was. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jerry. Uh, we want to give a shout-out and a thank you to Spencer Pompelli. Um, so we we know Spencer. We've known of Spencer from uh, TRG, from Road Course Racing, from IMSA Grand Am, you name it, in the road course world. Uh, Spencer joined us here at Daredevil for a couple hours of beer and conversation, uh, That and we will have him on the show uh, at some point, but tonight we were just hanging out. He was hanging out. We had a great time. And uh, Spencer Pompelli, uh, he was in the Xfinity race, running in the in the top. I believe he was 11th, and he got hit from behind, which we t- we talked about and said uh, that was horseshit. Yep, uh, blame the car that hit him. That's and right. He seemed to think it was a little bit of a wheel hop problem, not yeah. the car behind him problem. But in our opinion, it's always going to be the car behind, right. not him. So. That's right. Uh, but we enjoyed watching him. We we spoke with him during the driver introductions. He met us out here at Daredevil. Uh, we had uh, some beers and conversation about uh, Lamar, Daytona, 
uh, NASCAR. I mean, you name it. We've, we had a good time. Uh, so special thanks to him. Uh, that was uh, not a show uh, discussion. That was just a hangout, and we'll have him on the show at some point. Uh, we'll see him. Uh, we'll probably run into him again uh, for the eight hours of Indy here in October and for the Petit Le Mans race in November. Yeah, I believe so. He said he was going to be at both of them, uh, told us to stop by if we had pit passes to stop That's on right. by the paddock and uh, say hi and everything. And uh, yep. looking forward to it. It was a great time. Uh, completely unexpected. Um, I'm buzzing a little bit. I'm still not sure if it's from the beer, yeah. if it's from the well, conversation yeah. that we had. It was probably the one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, he he, he had some great input on iRacing because he had a little. He's had some sim racing experience, and we talked that. Uh, so we'll table that and let him talk to us about it because he had some really genuine takes uh, on sim racing, on iRacing, things they can improve on, uh, and it was uh, it was kind of the conversation I've I've wanted to have for quite a while. Uh, so I think that's something we'll table. And hopefully have on the show uh, here down the road. Uh, but thanks, Spencer. Had a great time with you. Uh, had some great beers. And uh, we'll see you in Indianapolis in October. Absolutely. So moving on to today's events. Um, I think anybody that's listened to this show, they know that I've, I was in the NASCAR. I've fallen out of NASCAR. And today was my first NASCAR or stock car race. Well, NASCAR, yeah. Uh, my first stock car spectator event since 2008 at Martinsville. Uh, I've never watched Xfinity or what used to be what, Nationwide and then Bush? Nationwide, Bush yeah. series before that, never I watched that. I only watched the NASCAR uh, Nextel and then Sprint Cup races. Uh, and, and obviously I, I loved those and then I got into road racing and I fell out of that. Uh, I became that type of person. And uh, so let me, let me give you my take and I don't think it's anything that will surprise anybody. Um, and this is as a spectator because uh, our conversation with Spencer Pompelli really opened my eyes to something from a competitor point of view. Uh, and, it, and I'm really glad that he pointed it out. Uh, as a spectator, uh, I kind of enjoyed watching the IndyCars, but I wonder if that's just some kind of bias that I have. I don't know what that is with me. Yeah, because I even found myself, I did enjoy the IndyCars. They were definitely faster in the sections that we were watching. Yes. They were faster in the practice that we watched. Um the downshifting, the machine gun fire downshifts that they yeah, were doing in the braking yeah. zones, watching those rotors glowing. It was very, very interesting, and they were very fast. Yeah. But I still found myself just to see a 4,000-pound car lumbering through these tight corners and an Indy car is taking flat out, and they're having to reset and yes. brake and turn and reset and brake and turn. Yeah. And just – and how close in general the – the stock cars were racing in cup practice and in the Xfinity qualifying and race is what got me more excited. I was definitely more into the stock car side than the IndyCar side. That being said, I uh, still preferred the IndyCars here <laughs> over watching them in an oval. Right. As a one-off event, the Indy 500 is definitely something I would make as a, an appointment to come and see. I probably would not come and see the Indianapolis GP if that was the only race going. But I would definitely come and see an IndyCar Xfinity car doubleheader or tripleheader weekend like this weekend again. Yeah. If you have more events around it, it's interesting to you. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah, like I was, I mean, seeing the IndyCars, like I said, I don't know if that's biased or what that might be, but uh, I, I'm into IndyCar more than NASCAR, so I know more of what I'm looking at. I've, I don't know who's in IndyCar. And you car. race them more in Sim. You're, yes. You race IndyCar more, more yeah. than you. Even this week, you raced IndyCar at Indy yeah. Road. I raced NASCAR at Indy right. Road. It was so there's our done. difference. That's, yeah. There's our difference right there. Um, 
So I so of course Spencer, who was uh, talking with us, raced in Xfinity, uh, and he I ended up I, finishing twenty fourth. I looked up. Yeah, uh, he should have finished eleventh. He, he should have finished eleventh or tenth. He um, had, he definitely he believed he had a top fifteen car. I yeah. believe he had a top ten car. Um, had yeah. actually passed Chase Elliott on yes. a restart at one point in time. Uh, he did get passed back two or three laps later, right. but had taken him on a restart. Chase Elliott, who anybody who watches NASCAR knows is one of the road course ringers, yeah. happened to be filling in for uh, Michael Annette for Junior Motorsports today and actually got around Chase Elliott on a road course. Yeah. Uh, which to me as a NASCAR fan says something about his ability to race road cars yeah. for sure. Yeah, and he, and he was and, – and he he set me straight on that because I was telling him about my – uh, kind of falling out of NASCAR and enjoyment for road racing, GT cars, and uh, he he basically was telling us, do not sell these these NASCAR guys short, do not do that. Uh, as somebody in his case who's been around each you know garage, each car, uh, I ask him, and and we'll have him expand on that hopefully at some point. Um, would you choose the Porsche GT4 or a Porsche, uh, which he drives in sports cars uh, with TRG? Would you choose that, or would you choose the Xfinity car that you drove today? He spoke highly of the Xfinity car as a yeah, driver. Said, as a driver, as yes. A, coming through the head, everything about the Porsche on paper is better, but if he had to choose, he would choose hands down the Xfinity car because you have the power to put down. So the Porsche with all the arrow will just yeah. stop eventually, even on the fastest circuits like right. Daytona, will eventually just stop at a certain speed. Yeah. The Xfinity car, to quote him, would go to the moon if you didn't yeah. have to break at the end of the straightaway. So that tells me a lot. As somebody that only can drive it in a sim, uh, to, to hear from somebody that, that has experienced a diverse amount of cars, and that's what's fascinating there. Um, the Xfinity car, even on a road course, you could be a, a somebody that, oh, I only watch F1 or open wheel or GT cars on a road course. Uh, that's that's where I stood today. I mean, as a spectator, as just a raw spectator, what I want to watch, God, I don't even know if I know what I want to say. I don't even know if I made up my mind because <laughs> uh, the IndyCar race, I enjoy the IndyCars. I enjoy the drivers. Uh, maybe because I, I put it on somewhat of a level of F1 in America. Uh, but I think IndyCar is almost sometimes better to watch than F1. But I think part of it, too, is that the IndyCars yeah. are so on rails that it they look fast no matter what they're doing and they look more exciting but whenever you start digging underneath and you start pointing out the small things there was one vehicle i believe it was josh balicki's 07 car had a broken any roll bar or something and watching him go through the turns the front wheels were lifting off the ground no matter what direction he turned all of the cars if they got hard on the throttle coming out of turn seven which is where we sat and watched the race yeah. would lift the left front tire off of the ground i haven't seen stuff <laughs> like that since watching dirt track racing yeah you don't see true. on tv you don't get how hard they are to drive i mean drivers say that stock cars are hard to drive but i can only imagine how hard they are to drive with three tires on the ground instead of all four <laughs> yeah blicky in the 07 had a uh, what a day of survival! Because it was it was a very damaged car. I'm not sure yeah. what caused the damage. It wasn't in our vantage point, but or if it was just a bad car, I guess that could be it too. I'm going to put it down <laughs> to damage, um, just because I don't feel any NASCAR team would put out a car that that's that's that bad. Uh, it was definitely a day of survival. We had even commented at the beginning <laughs> of the race, "Why is he even still driving?" Well, he yeah. ended up finishing 26 that's because right. other cars had gone out with damage earlier in the race. You don't give up. So survival. You don't give up. Just like in the sim, yeah. Well, you get, you well, get no, some no, damage. no, 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 no. I disagree. People in the sim get lazy. Oh, that's. I'm talking I can, about you, I can Bradley. Agree with that. I'm talking about you, Bradley. You get lazy. 
You hit the wall. Isn't there an 815 Michelin pilot you can go to? Exactly. You go to the 815 Michelin pilot race. You don't quit if you're trying to compete. You do not quit until the car fails. Josh Malicki picked up 10 extra spots because of that. That's right. And everybody, I mean, people around us were like, look at that car. It's, it's, it's. They were literally laughing at him, making jokes about being him. motion. Well, the, the car, car. The car. Making, making jokes about how they would be motion sick at the end of the race if they had to deal with that much movement I in said the car. That. I said that. Yeah. yeah. That's. But he finished. So. He did. Finished 26th. <laughs> um, so if I would choose. So as a, as a spectator, uh, as a guy that. For anybody out there. That maybe is is somewhat standoffish for stock cars at this point. Whether you liked them before and lost it, like me, whether you didn't like them, you've never liked them, uh, and you're just aware of them. Um, so the IndyCar race didn't have a lot. I mean, you had strategy with the tire compounds. That was interesting. Um, and it, uh, it it was it was interesting, yeah. but it was one versus everybody else. Yeah, uh, Pato Award was on a different strategy from literally everybody else in the yeah. top ten, yeah. and it seemed to not work out that well for him. Yeah, um, he did lead the first. Yeah, that was seventeen laps, I believe. Uh, yep. As I'm speaking to someone wearing a brand new Pato Award That's jersey, right. I've um, loved him since day one. However, don't talk to me as I'm wearing a Jimmy Johnson jersey. Loved him since day one. Third since day one. <laughs> it did not seem to work out for him. I believe uh, he started on the red tires and went long to begin with. Everybody else started on the primary compound black sidewalls and then swapped to the reds, yeah. um, which put Pato on the blacks for the yeah. second stint. And he went from first to fourth or fifth yeah, quite yeah. rapidly. Will Power leapfrogged him easily. Easily. Yeah. That second stint was where Will Power showed the most. He ended up having, I believe, a 13-second lead before pit stops for the uh, second pit. Um, maintained the majority of that lead. It wasn't until their third pit stop whenever things started to get interesting. Yeah. After the third pit stop, there was only a one- or two-second gap between him and Romain Grosjean. Yeah. Um, and that's it had ran green flag up until that point, and that's whenever the caution started coming out. But there was nothing that anybody could have for Will Power. He no. owned that race. Um, started outside pole, I do believe. Yeah. Um, and after he got around Pato in the pit stops, it, there was nothing for him. He he deserved the win. He definitely had the best car today, for sure, in the IndyCar yeah. race. We we were cheering for for Roman Grosjean, and let me tell you guys, we we uh, got eyes on Roman through the throughout the celebration of the podium. Uh, uh, we were at the victory lane area through that uh, podium celebration. Uh, we saw Roman acknowledge everybody uh, for his P2. Uh, then we spotted him again uh, hanging out outside of the uh, media center there uh, with his family on the golf cart. We got a video of that, which we'll put up on social media because uh, just talk about somebody that's elated. Seeing Roman in that position, even for I even P2. made the comment. I never saw him smile in all the years <laughs> I've seen him in F1. He was he was, he was glowing ear to ear, he, he smiling. Was glowing. Uh, on the railing above us, he got a bigger cheer from the crowd than Will Power, Will Power. did. Yes, I was going to say that. He got a bigger cheer from the crowd than Colton Herta did. Yes, he was on. Uh, so the drivers on the podium, they don't walk among the fans that can that uh, gather at the uh, podium area. Well, Colton they, Herta did, but I think yeah, he went Colton the wrong did. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Power and and uh, Roman, they came, they went on kind of like a catwalk that's above the fans, uh, and people were hawk eyes, and they spotted Roman. 
And all of a sudden, we he- I didn't see him. Cody, you didn't see him. No. But we hear people going crazy about it. And, and he's up top, you know, waving to him. Uh, he sticks his tongue out. I mean, he's just... He's, he's excited. Yeah, makes the I'm exhausted, stick yeah. my tongue out, and lean up against the rail all quiet, and got pulled along by some other IndyCar uh, yeah. PR officials yeah, yeah. to get him to the what I assume was a press conference afterwards. Um, but I, like I said, even then was just so trying to soak it in. Yeah. I don't think, and coming from watching F1 and everything, I don't think that the smaller teams get the the fanfare that. Well, I mean, really, only Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen get. <laughs> right. I mean, Sergio yeah. Perez gets a little fanfare, but yeah. it's not the same as what does Haas get? He was <laughs> he drove for Haas, not, who is yeah. the yeah. worst team on the F1 grid and has been. They had a good run in 2017 or 18 where they were fifth or sixth for a while and then dropped back <laughs> down. But, I, I mean, I never saw him smile. It was so... <laughs> You make him sound so sad. You made the you made the comment. I sound like his mom. I'm just glad to see him happy. But I am happy. I'm glad glad he's glad to see he's happy because it's working. I was glad too. I was glad too. And it's working out. Indy Road seems to be his his course. Yeah, he's had yeah two no doubt two bridesmaid moments. Next year he might be the bride. I don't. If he comes out for the Indy 500, we'll see what happens. If he, as rumors say, may move to a different team, see what happens. Andretti Autosport. What happens? Yeah. That was a conversation amongst us two today. Where will Roman be? Uh, because we were we were eyeballing. Do we, we we like Roman? I mean, who doesn't like Roman? He's just he's just a great guy. But uh, we were in the IndyCar uh, tent and we were like uh, and I've said this before on this show. I said it at Mid Ohio. Um, <sighs> you gotta love Nurtech. We were both going to buy a Roman yeah. jersey had it not been a walking Pharmacy. pharmaceutical representative ad. And I don't I, I hate saying that because people that sponsor motorsport and Nurtech is in NASCAR, Xfinity, IndyCar. Oh yeah, they had two Nurtech vehicles yeah. in every race this weekend. People who sponsor motorsport cars and teams sponsoring a NASCAR let's not, Cup let's car not is not cheap. Yeah, let's not cut those guys short because that keeps this whole thing that we love going. Um, you can say, I mean, we can say whatever we want about it, but I mean, if the race I, wasn't happening this weekend, though, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, but you know what? I, you know what I'm going to say, and it was an observation I made today uh, around Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, one, here's number one. Number one, the most fans that were at the speedway today were IndyCar fans, not NASCAR Xfinity fans. Absolutely, um, because we saw the crowd decrease at the switch, not dramatically, Absolutely. because people do love NASCAR. Don't let don't get me wrong, uh, but. I think Indianapolis people, locals, are IndyCar, and that makes sense. It does. Yeah. But it did surprise me. If you have a ticket, because the tickets for today were for cut practice, Xfinity qualifying, IndyCar qualifying, and both the IndyCar and the Xfinity race. What got me is that these people came to watch the IndyCar race. They had a ticket that didn't cost them any extra yeah. money to watch stock cars drive around the track. They chose And they chose to, to leave. Some of them. Um, right. So that's number one. Number two is this. How many Nurtech purple Roman Grosjean jerseys did we see today on both adults and children a bunch a lot a lot and and I was at mid-Ohio for IndyCar same thing uh so I mean the only jerseys I saw that were as prevalent would have been uh Elio Castroneves Pato yeah. Award and Jimmy Johnson yes there were four prevalent driver jerseys yeah. and those were the four who so there's been a boost in IndyCar and television and, and etc this year it's Roman Grosjean it's Jimmy Johnson in part 
There's no question about it. Especially I'm talking to a guy wearing a, a, a Jimmy Johnson Jimmy Johnson jersey that he bought today. Correct. That's that's plus sixty five dollars to Carvana. Although I would have bought a Roman jersey had it if not it had not been Nurtek. That is true. So if if Roman Grosjean jo- joins Aaron McLaren next year, I would buy you, one you in might, a heartbeat. You have a couple of drinks. You walk into the IndyCar fan shop. I wouldn't even eh. need a couple of drinks. <laughs> There you go. It would be it would be on my back in a heartbeat. That's exactly right. I would probably order it from the IndyCar online shop before I yeah. even went to a race. So so I guess our point is, geez, we thank you so much, Nurtech, for supporting motorsport, but it's a tough product to sell on a jersey. You know, and I <laughs> I, I don't know. even think it's the Nurtech. I, I think wrong? it's the I think it's the Nurtech with the whole drug ad on it. If it didn't have the I mean it's my I get migraines. I mean if it didn't it's have, not like it's it's not like it's uh hydrocodone. So it has the, Jesus. It has the trade name of Nurtech. That's the or the brand <laughs> yeah. name Nurtech. But then it also has the pharmaceutical name underneath yeah, it with the dosage. Yeah. If it didn't have if the only, pharmaceutical now name if it, and the dosage, it'd be a little bit different. If it just yeah. said Nurtech, okay, least, it's Nurtech, but it says Nurtech <laughs> and then whatever the big long science yeah. name is, and then the dosage and At least it doesn't have the side effects on that's it. That's true. That if it had the side effects on it, nobody would It'd have to be in tiny print on the back because <laughs> I'm sure they're so <laughs> large and numerous that you can't yeah. fit them on the on a jersey, but <laughs> Uh, it would have to come with a little pamphlet folded up inside the jersey yeah. to read later on. Now, so so to be clear, and we'll move on from this, I have nothing against the colors, purple and like teal or whatever it is. No, and honestly, every jersey we saw, we looked just they, to see if it would have the Nurtec logo on the front. <laughs> and if it didn't, we were going to buy it. Yeah. We looked in multiple tents to try to find one that did not so, have so the Nurtec name. Here's where I am with this. I like the colors. I do like the colors. Because I noticed every jersey we saw for Roman, and I was like, I wish I had that jersey. I wish I had that jersey. But, 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 so that's where we are on that. Uh, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, I don't you, think that's much of a hot take. I, I mean, I, I uh, don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, so moving on from that, uh, IndyCar was interesting. Pato Award uh, didn't seal the win. Willpower, I mean, what can you say? He, he dominated it. And uh, Roman put a show on for us. We were trying to gauge by eyeball each lap as spectators. Uh, is Roman getting closer? Is he getting closer? We were pulling for Roman. Uh, and I'm sure all the Drive to Survive people out there, and you know who you are, we're pulling for Roman too. Let's be honest. Right. Anybody that spends three and a half minutes in a fiery F1 crash oh, ten, can. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten in minutes. A, sorry, ten minutes in a fiery F1 crash deserves our our support. I'm just, I'm going to, I mean, just to, to put a bow on that, to see, I mean, we saw Roman on the catwalk and we, we were able to see him at the podium celebration. Um, but to see him with his family there on the golf cart, as happy as he was, and I got a video of it, I'll post it. Um, the guy was completely comfortable and happy. No, people were stopping him on the golf cart. He was signing autographs. They were slapping his back. The guy was completely comfortable with. If that. it hadn't been for the Formula One background and no. obeying all the sure. PR people, I sure. think we could have gotten an autograph. I think he would have yeah. been there longer than anybody else yes. signing autographs. That tells which you, is probably the PR person's job yeah. to keep them from going. That's right. But he was get, he was with his kids and wife. He was going back to his camper. Uh, but the guy was not uncomfortable at all with the situation. With the fans being accessible to him, not uncomfortable whatsoever. No, not was, at all. He was happy as could be. People were happy to see him. Uh, I mean, I, it's the only way I can put it. Is is what a good thing to to witness. I'm I'm, I mean, a photo, an autograph, those are great things. But to see that, I mean, that's something we saw. Legitimate joy on somebody's yes. face. To see that is good enough for me. I don't. I don't need to. Meet and especially him. for him to be back in the yeah. front, winning races. Yeah, he's a good 
race car driver, it, I, anybody that can make it to the Formula One level, with the exception of Nikita Mazepin, <laughs> uh, is a good race car driver. If there's not- no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. To see him actually being able to be at the sharp end of the stick driving a race car. If Roman stays in IndyCar, he's going to win a race. He hot, will. Hot take or cold take? No, think? I mean, that's not a hot take at all. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. He's going to win He a may race. not win it with Rick Ware Racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron McLaren. But then again, he's come, very, he's come very close to winning it with Rick Ware Racing. Yeah, today. Especially when today. the second car that Rick Ware Racing was running was extremely slow yeah. and off the pace. Yeah. That's right. Cody, Cody Ware. Oh. Let's not hurt anyone's. Let's not hurt. His feelings. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but and who's to say that they have the same equipment in both? They may have put yeah. more into Romance car. I would, but he's your main guy. That is correct. But road courses. The fifty-one car was on point. The fifty-two car <laughs> was the exact opposite of that. He was. He was that there. He was there. Was on the edge of being a roving or moving chicane for yeah. the entire race. Yeah. So unfortunately. Um. So I'm in Indianapolis again, and if you guys listen to the Indianapolis 500 episode, you know I bet uh, sports betting is illegal where I live, but it's legal in Indiana. So I sports bet on Elio Castroneves, and I won an undisclosed amount of money. After putting up an undisclosed amount of money. After, exactly. Uh, so I decided, I come back to Indiana, Indiana Indianapolis, uh, I'm going to give my try again at sports betting. Uh, the IndyCar race was unavailable, so Xfinity is what it was. Uh, so I placed three bets, undisclosed. Let's let's keep it undisclosed, eh? And that's uh, fine with me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I bet on three people, different pieces, some more than others, and uh, I put money on. And by the time you hear this, obviously you know what's gone on. But uh, just to, to let it out, I put money on AJ Allmendinger, which was going to be my lower income. Uh, a uh, Harrison Burton, or no, 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 uh, Haley. Yes. Uh, he was going to be my second most, and then Harrison Burton, I think, was going to be my third most. Correct. Um, so Harrison Burton, out early. No no luck. However, did come back to finish in the top ten. Oh, well, that's not bad. <laughs> so, um, not the one that you were looking for, though. No. Uh, so Almondinger and Haley, I, at one point they were one, too, and I was I was thinking, yeah, oh, you, one and You weren't two. aware of this, but you were leaning very heavily on college racing to win the race. I was, and I didn't know. Since the 11 and the 16 are both teammate cars... They finished one two at Mid Ohio. They yep. it was I trust it was a very good choice. Yeah. I, the three people to pick were Austin Sendrick, yep. AJ Allmendinger, and Ty Gibbs. Those were the three best odds. Well, worst odds for betting, yes. best odds for the sports book uh, <laughs> for money. They were the ones that were hands down favorites to win the race. Yeah. I, I trusted Allmendinger as a fail safe, and he came close. He did come very close. Uh, the, the man about as close good. as you can get to without winning. Yeah, the man <laughs> is good. The man is good. Uh, Haley as well. He was up there. Another person we got to meet in the uh, autograph line. Almondinger, Almondinger, yes, very close Absolutely. to him. Uh, we were impressed by the care that he put into actually signing the autograph for us. It wasn't just a scribble like no. most of everybody. It was let's, a let's point that out. His name. He spelled out Almondinger whenever he yes. signed his autograph. He didn't just kind of scribble some stuff. As if you're a spectator, AJ Almondinger puts time into it. He does. My last name is Richardson. I scribble Richardson. I don't write yeah. Richardson. He, AJ he, wrote Almondinger. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a story here. Uh, uh, back in two, God, what was it? Was it two? It was 2008. AJ Almondinger is driving for Red Bull Racing and NASCAR. Uh, myself and a, a recently high school graduated Bradley, uh, twin brothers. Uh, our Charlotte Motor Speedway, our graduation gift from high school from our family, 
was going to the all-star race in NASCAR in 2008. Okay. Peak uh, Bradley and Tyler NASCAR fandom. Is that the same year that uh, Kimi Raikkonen came and did a race with NASCAR? I don't know because I wasn't in NAF1 until 2010 or so. Okay. Um, but I'll tell. I'll, let me cont- to continue the story. Where we go to the All Star Game, uh, we we uh, we are Sprint customers, and I tell you that because oh, that, that got you extra access at the All Star race. That gave us mosh pit neck brands for the All Star okay. race for Nextel Cup, Sprint Cup, whatever it was. Sprint at the time. Cup, yeah, yeah, Sprint Cup. Um, so we have mosh pit. So when they do the driver intros on the front stretch of Charlotte Motor Speedway for the All-Star Race, the Moshpit people get to go through the tunnel at Charlotte Motor Speedway, or Lowe's Motor Speedway at the time, I guess. Um, and they get to go down and stand at the at the base where the sparks are going off and they're doing driver intros. Oh, right at the stage. Yes, okay. right at the stage, Moshpit. We have a, and Bradley still has these uh, neck bands. Uh, he keeps them still these to this day. It's a good souvenir. Yes. And uh, so we're down there and uh, we're... They they bring us in to stage us as as the mosh pit uh, before the intros for the main all star race. But of course you have the open race right. before that, so you have all the drivers that are ineligible in that. AJ Allmendinger is one of those drivers, uh, and he wins the race. He wins the open race in the Red Bull car. So so then they bring us out. Uh, they do the intros for the main race. By the way, Bradley and I are Dale Jarrett fans up to that point. It's his last season. And we're down there on the front stretch of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Lowe's Motor Speedway. And Dale Jarrett is in the UPS. They have a UPS truck on the front stretch because it's Dale Jarrett's last race. What can Brown do for you? Yes. Remember, he didn't finish that whole season. That is correct. His last event was that all-star race. They had a UPS truck out there for him to get into and cameras all around it. And Bradley and I, wearing 88 UPS Dale Jarrett hats, are out there on the front stretch with Dale Jarrett watching him do his final thing as a NASCAR driver. So I throw that out there for you NASCAR fans that don't think we talk NASCAR enough on this podcast. But anyhow. It's uh, only because I'm not on here enough. That's yes. why. That. My point is, A.J. Allmendinger, when he came out for his intro at the end of that introduction period as somebody who raced and won his way into that All-Star race, uh, I've never seen, I mean, seeing him in person, I still remember this many years later, over a decade later, uh, how pumped up he was on that stage to be in that all-star race as a you know in his initial years of nascar and so i see him today signing our things competing in xfinity he had he's won mid ohio not long ago he has that intensity has not decreased at all no that yes and even on the track watching him you could tell even with the last lap to go Two laps to go, he was three or four seconds behind, and he was still locking up tires, trying to push. It wasn't he never gave up trying to catch. Uh, spoiler alert: If you didn't watch it, Austin Cendrick, <laughs> who won the race, it was not over. No, it, it wasn't was over. Not to him. Over. It wasn't over to him until the checkered flag waved. Um, he was one of the few that also happened to wave out the window on the cool down lap. There weren't many drivers that did that. AJ was one of the ones that did. Yeah, I didn't catch that actually. Good eye. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the small details. That's right. I was I was so impressed with that, and I mean, in two thousand and eight, and to see him here today, I mean, I feel like it's it's bringing me back. That's been the storyline for me this weekend. Is as a a NASCAR fan in my youth, this was the, this was a homecoming, and as far as stock cars, it's the first time I've seen NASCARs, whether Xfinity or a Cup, in person in over a decade. Me too, actually. I mean, I, you see some show cars and everything out and about. 
Um, anybody, I talk about this all the time because it's my biggest <laughs> NASCAR experience up until now. I did do the Richard Petty experience That's in right. Chicago. Hey, mention that to everybody you can. Mention that to anybody. Did the Richard Petty experience in Chicago land about ten years ago? <laughs> was the fastest in the group of drivers that day, but most of them were in their fifties and sixties. From <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, I may have been eighteen at the time. That's not a big deal. Um, but that was the car you of tomorrow. That was the last car that I saw in person. I guess it was probably 2010 or 11, whenever that happened. But it, the car tomorrow with the big wing on it was what I drove. Uh, Rusty Wallace's number two Miller Lite car was the exact Ooh. car that I drove on the track. Oh, my. Um, and it was probably two years old at the time. Right. These cars are smaller, it seems yeah. like, than that that I remember. And, I mean, I weighed about 100 pounds more at the time, so you'd think that they would be bigger now <laughs> to me. But they weren't. I, nice I think job. they're smaller nice, now. Nice job Thank losing you. that weight. Thank you about that. Um, <laughs> but they did seem more planted because we got to watch 50 minutes of cup practice yes. today after Xfinity qualifying and after IndyCar warm-up. Um, we started the day watching IndyCar warm-up in Turn 1 uh, at the 300 board, right where they started hitting the brakes for Turn 1. Um, which is extremely late. We never got to see the cup cars there or the yeah. Xfinity cars there. Oh, we did see the Xfinity cars there. They were on the brakes about twice as early as that. Um, but we got to watch the cup cars going through the tight turn 789 complex yeah. at Indy Road now. They seemed a lot more planted than the Xfinity cars did, but they still seemed like lumbering beast compared to yeah. even the Xfinity cars or... Yeah. And especially the Indy cars. Yeah. What oh, was your yeah. take on the cup cars for sure? Because most of what we talked about was the Xfinity race. We saw 50 yeah, minutes yeah. of pretty close practice racing. Uh, Denny Hamlin mowed some grass out there on the yeah. exit of uh, turn seven. You, My take on the cup cars? Yes. This is going to pistol. This is going to annoy you and probably a lot of people. It won't annoy me. I, I, everybody has their entitled their opinion I, I even have if it's one, wrong. I have one take on the cup cars. They're real shiny. They are very – well <laughs> – we talked about this. The top team cars are very shiny. <laughs> they're really, the, they're really uh, bright and shiny. The not, if you don't drive for Joe Gibbs Racing, twenty three eleven Hendrick Motorsports, or Stuart Haas, your car is not near as shiny as everybody else's. Yeah. That those four cars were spotless. I mean, they probably waxed and buffed those cars yeah. before they went out on the track. Yeah. Everybody else, they may have wiped it down with a towel. <laughs> they were not waxed and buffed. Yeah. They did not have the karate kid out there going wax on, wax off in the garage. Yeah, I can do some movie references too. Thank there you very much. There we go. Much. Yeah. They. Oh, hey, hold on, hold on. Oh shit, I don't know if I have the right button here. We'll try this out, Cody. Hold on to your hat. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Roddy Piper, <laughs> live from Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You, if you didn't think I was bringing that with me to Indianapolis, you're insane. Shake and bake, Tyler. Shake and bake. <laughs> uh, that's for you, Bradley. That's for you. I hope you. I hope you land the plane on the front stretch of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. On yeah, and don't hit the power lines this time, please. <laughs> Um, they're playing Sweet Caroline behind us here in uh, bop, Daredevil. Bop, bop. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Daredevil Brewery, everybody. We have had three different beers tonight, and I'm talking pitchers of beer. Uh, pizza, breadsticks, 
Daredevil Brewery in Speedway, Indiana. The breadsticks may be better than the pizza. The breadsticks are... Uh, it's, uh, it's all pretty decent. It is uh, all really good. The breadsticks, it may be because of the hot butter. <laughs> uh, Daredevil, uh, excellent, excellent. Good cool night here. It's nighttime. You can probably hear the uh, crickets in the background, so you're with us here. If you're it's, falling asleep, that's your ambient music to fall asleep to tonight. It is white noise. White, white noise. noise. Uh, it is warmer than it was in uh, in May when we were here. It was cold. It was cold for the Indy 500. It was. It's it not was. breezy. If it was breezy, it'd probably be about the same temperature yeah. wise. It's That's been right. a beautiful day for racing. It's supposed to be a beautiful day tomorrow for the Cup race, which you won't be going to. I, I, I am alone be. going to. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I, you can see more shiny cars. They're shiny. Do I? Do I want to watch an Indy car? At, at this road course, or do I want to watch a stock car? I would choose the Indy car. Is that is that bad? I don't think so. Yeah. It is Indy yeah. Motor Speedway. I mean, this is what they were. Stock cars. This, what this place is for stock cars on road courses on more road courses than usual. That's the trend. We've talked about it a lot on this show. You're a as you you are a self described NASCAR fanboy. You said yes. that, you said that earlier today. Absolutely. More road courses for NASCAR or less. That's not I, that's not cutting down NASCAR drivers, NASCAR cars as a pure entertainment value, more or less. What do you so think? I listen to a couple other competing podcasts. Well, I, I say competing. One of them is has like actual Lesser. NASCAR spotters on it, and uh, I don't well, know if that's actually competing or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But their take on it was, and was a new take as well. Uh, if you're going to go to a road course, go to a road course like Indy Road, yeah. uh, or, or like Coda. I mean, not Indy Road. Don't go to Rovals. Yeah, Their like take was it was take cut out Charlotte, cut out Daytona Road, cut out Indy Road. If you want to go to four road courses, that's fine. Watkins Glen and Sonoma for sure because they've been on the schedule yes. forever. Right. Coda is fine. Road America. There's your four road courses. Road America is mid Ohio. Is it for crazy? cup is cars? It, is it too crazy? Too tight for, for Xfinity cars? I agree with it for cup cars because the cup cars are bigger than the Xfinity cars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would put on a good race at Mid-Ohio. I think it's just too small of a yeah. road course. Where the cup cars stretch their legs and why I think it's okay. One of the, It's why I like the Daytona road course with the cup cars. It's why I like Indy with the cup cars. It's why I like Coda with the cup cars. You have a place to stretch your legs. <laughs> Anytime like Coda, with the exception of the rain, where you have a place where you can go up to the top speed of the car and you actually have to balance it between mid-corner and slow-corner speed and gearing and top speed on the long straightaway, that is a big challenge for the teams. And it gives you that disparity between that some even the IndyCar teams do. Do you trim it out more for the long straights or do you do more downforce to have more power and more speed through the corners? I think adding that element into it, even though the Cup cars and Xfinity, car, Xfinity cars don't have any downforce at all, <laughs> as our uh, driver that was here this afternoon said. Yeah, from um, his experience. Yeah, from which, his experience is no downforce at it's all. better as a driver. Correct. Yeah. Which is also, ironically, the uh, vast majority of the opinion on Twitter. If yeah. you ever look at Bob Pockers's polls for NASCAR races, <laughs> the 750 horsepower, right. high horsepower, low downforce right. package races are always considered good races. The yeah. 550 high right. downforce packages are not... Maybe you ought to pay attention, NASCAR, and you ought to just <laughs> pump these things with all the horsepower in the world and rip the wings off of them, and uh, you'll have better races. <laughs> anyway, the point was more or less road courses. Where they're at right now with six is the most that they should have. 
Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of hot takes on Twitter and from other people that they should be going to more short tracks than they should road courses. I can agree with that. Yeah. If next year they come out with this or they come out with the schedule later on this month or beginning of September and they cut out two road courses, but they add an extra race at Richmond and they add a race at I mean, Nashville Fairgrounds, North Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro. Should we break that? Should we um, talk about that? I mean, you're the resident North Carolinian, <laughs> so. Oh shit! Should I should I save that for next weekend with Bradley? I think I'll save that. You can save that. Let's let's tease it. That'll tease the shit out it, of it if, right there. Well, you'll Google it and you'll find out. So we won't have any kind of anything anything fresh. Uh, but uh, let me just throw this out there: if you like North Wilkesboro Speedway and you're into that and you you enjoyed the scanning on on iRacing, uh, look up some local North Carolina state politics. You might be fifty percent happy. Look up, yeah. Look <laughs> look up some uh, recent lobbying in North Carolina state legislature. Look up uh, who may have visited with Governor Roy Cooper of North right. Carolina. You might see an NBC spokesperson meeting with somebody from North Carolina government. That's right. Uh, look up uh, look up the budget for North Carolina uh, state legislature for this year and see what passed in the House and what has yet to pass in the Senate. And uh, the implications are if... Uh, Let's just say if $20 million gets gets allocated to be spent in a certain just, place. Just saying. I mean, just throwing numbers out there. Let's just say if $20 million is allocated to be spent somewhere, uh, would you say something yes is going to happen significant or something no is going to happen significant? Right. Is the government going to burn, say, just $20 million? Yeah. Or are they actually going yeah. to do something or, with that? Or, or is the SRX series going to be there in two years? Let's just throw that out there. Do your own homework, everybody. That's that's something. That's homework a, assignment. That's something you can enjoy in your own time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I mean I I tend to agree. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with NASCAR cars being on road courses. But again, if they were to come out and say, okay, well we're going to run a race at North Wilkesboro and National yeah. Fairgrounds next year in place of Indy Road, and yeah. I mean it, honestly, if they took Indy off the schedule. For NASCAR, for the Cup Series. Completely. Completely. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. I understand that it's been a crown jewel race since 1994. But Indy was never made for stock cars. Well, so you haven't seen the race with NASCAR. I haven't seen it on the Oval. You, I haven't yeah. right. I haven't seen the race on at NASCAR at Indy Road. Correct. So is it blasphemy that NASCAR is do, is skipping the Indy rectangle? Let's say rectangle, uh, skipping that and doing the road this year. Is that is that upset you? It was leaning that way last year. Yeah. Any it doesn't bother me at all. And in a race at Indy is a race at Indy to me. Um, so what you what you've any, seen what you've seen upset, this weekend is good enough. Any upset that I would have had, I think I would have gotten over last year whenever last year whenever IndyCar and Xfinity did the road course, but the Cup Series did the oval just felt kind of weird and it felt like NASCAR was pushing towards they already knew that it was going to be on the road course anyway. Yeah. And in some ways I think that's good. It leaves the oval as an Indy 500 only. That's IndyCars yeah. are the only people to go around the oval now That's this inter- year. That is interesting. Is that, it, is, that that a waste, is that a waste of the oval? I don't think it's a waste of we the have oval. An eight, because we have it, an eight-hour race at Indy Road. I, but I think it puts more value behind... The oval. The oval, the 500 the, itself. The, the rectangle, whatever you want to call it. Right. The, I, it, I call it a rectangle. I may be a son of a bitch. I, call it a I mean, rectangle. It is technically a rectangle. It's a rounded... A rounded rectangle. rectangle. Yeah, yeah. It, which... 
I guess could technically also be an oval. These these crickets are putting me to sleep. You guys hear these crickets? <laughs> Jeez, cr- they are yeah. quite loud out yeah, here. They're, what is, what are these they're not as loud as the cicadas back what home. Is this, what is this, the Calm app? It could be. I feel like I need to talk, do some ASMR. Everybody go to sleep tonight. Everybody go, everybody, Cody's rubbing the microphone wind. Yes, AS, ASMR here. This is okay, get, enough of that. This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> it got very uncomfortable. This is making very me very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe we should start recording after two instead of three pitchers next time. <laughs> yes, there we go, three pitchers. Um, so I'm looking to my right, and I see, as we said in May, month of May, the Delara factory. Uh, we're looking at a Delara IR-18 in there. Uh, error screen. I, I, I said it back when in May when we were here. Error screen in person and sim, whatever it might be. I'm a big fan of the error screen. Yes. It's safe. It's It saved Connor Daly's life at the Indy 500. Let's, it did. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, there was nothing near as dramatic here. No. And, and, we, and, are, uh, we are omens of green flag racing. Yes. Uh, I mean, in the two races we've been here, which have been a total of uh, like 712 yeah. miles or something, we've seen three cautions that's right we, uh, indy 500 spares uh clean race single caution today uh, the indy car race at least very i clean. guess double caution at the yeah. four cautions total there was the second one but. very clean and it was mostly car failures yes not acts not severe accidents so much no violent accidents um xfinity i mean uh, let's come for cir- full circle because i think i was starting to make this point at the beginning of this episode and i i meandered for the last 44 minutes um but but spectator wise so here we go here here's my big my big take on it's been since 2008 since i've watched stock cars it's been let's hear it i've never watched stock cars on a road course and i feel like i've been somewhat semi whether on this show or between us all shit talking stock cars on a road course for the last year but from the from the viewpoint of a spectator, especially at track, but really even on television, but today let's today at track, uh, which was more exciting to watch, as far as pure competition and just what was going on on track, the Xfinity race, because you, there was contact, we saw Chase Elliott spin right in front of us, get we, spun right in yeah, front of us, yeah, we, we saw three wide. Through turns, what was it, seven? Was where seven, we eight, nine, through, on a restart. Through those slow sectors. And not just three wide, three or four rows yes. of three wide. Two wide, three wide. Uh, you didn't see that in any, in any car. Every car that. that every car in the top ten had donuts on the side of it from where they'd been rubbing. Chase Elliott had a donut Chase on the side. Chase Elliott had donuts on, uh, I mean, all sides. From the front fender down to the yep. one on the middle of his car that's right were just a line of donuts it yep. looked like old school if you watch the 94 brickyard and you see jeff gordon's car at the end of it where there's just nothing but donuts yeah. on the side that's what the cars looked like today yeah they were they didn't have a problem going side by side no through corners at all because they know they can lean on them composite bodies helped that a lot you should get that a little more next year with the uh um Next-gen cars, since they're going to be composite bodies as well. The cup cars, they won't lean on as much with the metal bodies. It's easy to cut down a tire. But I, we saw a car drive through with no rim left. <laughs> yep. Drove around the car, drove no around tire. the track with no, no tire, tire, and had worn the rim down to the hub. 
there was constantly action on track, even after a restart and they yeah. they filed out to single file. There right. were still battles every couple laps. You'd see somebody make a pass or going coming up on a lap car, the unfortunate yep. 07 car of Josh Balicki. They would come up on him yep. and have to go two, three wide to get around right. him and to keep from slowing him down. That's right. There was constant action. Yeah. One of the things we commented on in the IndyCar race is that since it went green for so long, it went green for 70 of the 85 laps before they had their first caution, uh, there were always cars coming by, but there was nobody close together or battling. Yeah. It was... In the IndyCar? Yeah. There was a, there's the chase. Yes. The chase, but not the battle. Because, you, of course, you have the tire compounds. You have the push to pass. You have all these different things. It's it's technical, much like F one. Part of that may have been our spot. We were in a good spot to yeah. watch the cars there. I think we were in a better spot for Xfinity than we yeah. were the Indy car. I think turn one or turn uh, two through four would have been a better place for uh, the Indy car race. That's where the passes seem to be happening. Yeah. Or any into the turn four five chicane, they were happening a lot there. They weren't happening yeah. into turn seven where we were, or if they were, they'd already been on push to pass and gone around them by the time they got in the braking zone. Whereas the Xfinity cars doesn't matter. You just make a pass whenever you get to yep. them. They, or yeah. move them out of the way if you need to. We saw plenty right. of that, too. Yeah. Bumpers being applied, right. cutting people yep. off. There was no no, any, no quarter given at all for the Xfinity drivers. They yeah. were 100% on it, 100% of the time, yeah. getting everything they possibly could out of their 4,000-pound behemoths <laughs> that they were driving around, a road course designed yeah. for Indy cars. Yeah. That's and really designed for Formula One cars. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. They put on a good show. The, the show today at Indianapolis Motor Speedway was excellent. The experience. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the next thing as a, as a spectator, should you go in, go to both races? Uh, no brainer. Oh, I just want to go to the Indy 500. No, go come to the road race because you can I, go inside the track. So, so let's let's summarize uh, from the start of the day. Here, here's who we ran into without any, just suddenly ran into and recognized. Uh, Timmy Hill. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of the day, without you recognized him. I yep. walked right by him and didn't even Timmy see Hill. him. Timmy Hill. Walked right Timmy by Hill. us. Correct. Chip Ganassi drove by us on a moped with a li- with a skin livery on it for Scott Dixon's car. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, we then walked to the, we did not have hot passes. We do not have right. hot passes. We have general admission passes. Correct. So in between... Cup practice and uh, the IndyCar race, we decided to go walking around and see what we could find. We ended up walking underneath the pagoda, underneath the yard of bricks that goes through. Oh, hey, here's the cup garage area that's just kind of fenced off and everything. We can get some pictures. Here is Kyle Larson's garage. So we go up and go to take pictures of just the gas cans and tires sitting outside. (laughs) Chet Knauss walks by and waves at us. Right, right. Chad Knauss, who just participated in the iRacing MS charity event right there in front of us right just just walked by waved walked inside not two minutes later alex bowman driver of the 48 car cup car for hendrick motorsports comes walking down and with his pr person and we get a couple pictures of him right 30 seconds later william byron comes walking down and walks in no pr person around or everything but we get a couple pictures of him Yep. We're standing outside Kyle Larson's garage, who happened to be at the close, at the farthest end, closest towards the start-finish line. Yeah. A couple minutes later, Kyle Larson comes walking down to of his course. garage. It's, I mean, his, it's garage. his garage. His name's on the door. Right. Of his name is not by. just on the door. It's above the thing. His number's there. <laughs> his number is on all the tires and all the pit cans that are sitting there. 
He then comes up and starts signing autographs. Yeah. We get an autograph from Kyle Larson. We don't have pit passes. We don't without, have hot without passes. Plan, like, we're not planning on that. We're not planning on yeah. it at all. We were there to get some pictures of the cup garages, maybe get some pictures of some people. We thought seeing Chad Canals was the coolest thing was right. going to happen that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Chase Elliott comes through the other side. Right, he goes into his garage and comes walking through. Hendrick Motorsports is having a meeting. Right. And we're right there. You're right there. I, if we would have had a boom mic, we could have heard everything they said. It's correct. We yes. could have been selling that information to Joe Gibbs. <laughs> we weren't. No. No, not at all. I'm a Hendrick Motorsports fan. Right. Rick, I'm sorry if you listen to this. Uh. I don't I don't sell anything. <laughs> I mean, the point is uh, the road road course racing you go in. I mean, it's open now. Of course, the paddock's not as open for this weekend because of right. all the series. Uh, as, as same as the NASCAR and race. IndyCar have their own rules with right. COVID and everything for uh, passes right. and whatnot. But but nevertheless, you're closer than you would be at any oval because you need to be a uh, either pay a, a lot for a pass. You don't get infield access at most ovals, to my yeah. to my knowledge. You've got to be a VIP. a VIP pass. Yeah. But here you can meet drivers for driver intros. General um, admission, the infield is about the only place you have the rights to go. But look at all that you can accomplish there as a fan. We made the it's comment amazing. at the 500 that the lack of merchandise tents for separate teams. There wasn't that problem here. You walk under the tunnel, which in by itself is amazing. Right. The Indy cars happened to fire up for warm-up while we were walking through the tunnel, and the sound the, reverberating the pago- through the, the tunnel p- was... Pagoda is right there. Yes. Yeah. Under, walking underneath the pagoda, walking underneath the start-finish line... Yes. In that tunnel. But you come out, and there is the Midway, and there's a Chevy booth giving away free T-shirts right. and all their cars yeah. on display. All the NASCAR haulers are off to your right a little bit. All the Xfinity haulers are there. The garage is directly to your right. Yeah, You've got merchandise tents all over the place. The fan zone was right in front of you there. It, I thought everything was going to be locked down like yeah. the 500. It, I was but completely blown away. here's the question. And we don't know the answer as two individuals who've never been to the, to this type of weekend at the Oval for IndyCar. You wouldn't, ha- I dare say, you wouldn't have this access at an Oval. I don't at think the Oval. so. So the Indy Road, as a spectator, as a fan of any of these motorsport, whether it's F1, so we, so we saw people from all of it. We yes. saw we saw IndyCar drivers, Hart, Colton Herta, Grosjean, Chip Ganassi. Uh, willpower. We saw them, you know, up close and personal. Um, all the Xfinity drivers, NASCAR drivers, Larson, etc. You build these connections. Uh, you feel closer to, to the to the sport that you love. Uh, you're not going to quite, unless they just happen to walk by you at some access point on an oval. You're not going to get that experience. I don't. But believe when you're so. at a road course, I think every road course event I've been to, I feel like I've had a connection like this. IMSA GT America, the paddock's open. So, so they're comfortable with you being there, and, and you're comfortable to be there. And it's, an, it's, it's an experience of that regard. You feel very close to it. Uh, you get to see everything and, and feel like you're somewhat of a part of it. Uh, this weekend, for two series that, that are somewhat more closed than IMSA or GT America. And a lot I bigger f- than IMSA. Yeah, I feel like I'm a part of both of these series more than I was before I came here. And I think if, if I'm going to give you anybody out there a takeaway from this weekend in Indianapolis, that's the takeaway. Yeah, it is that the road course for stock cars or Indy car is the better one to go to? If you want to, if you want to get closer to your your motorsport of choice, go to a road course race. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, I have to agree. They're, they're, it's somewhat more laid back, and not even just the people driving, but the cars themselves. There were 
I mean, the closest we ever got at the 500 of the oval was we were 20, 25 feet yeah. away from the from the speedway. Yeah, we were where we were sitting for turn one, where they were coming out of pit road was 10 feet away. Yeah, the place where we walked across the pedestrian bridge. You could have literally stuck your hand through the fence and had it ripped <laughs> off by an Indy car driving by right. at speed. That's how yeah. close they were there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you just don't get that access to the cars, to the drivers, in my limited experience anywhere yeah. else. I agree. I agree. I've, it's been a it's been an Into the Apex tour this summer, and uh, this this weekend in Indianapolis Road did not disappoint at all. Not at all. Uh, so uh, I want to thank our great sponsors that make it possible for us to hit the road. Uh, to do what we do, to have the equipment that we have to uh, give you shows on location. Uh, Bad Weather Brewery, Bad Weather Brewing Company. Uh, check them out on intotheapex.com. Uh, Roscoe Wheels, they ship to, to Canada and the United States. By the way, uh, free in Canada. Uh, go to check out Roscoe Wheels, linked on intotheapex.com. And Great Hire HR, also ch- uh, linked on intotheapex.com. Uh, I want to thank uh, Spencer Pompelli uh, for joining us uh, for some drinks. Uh, giving us uh, a great amount of insight on all of motorsport, real and virtual. And uh, I think we're going to have him on the show uh, down the road and uh, enjoy some uh, some Friday night conversation with him and, can, and pick up on where we left off here. I think he'd be perfectly fine having a scotch with us in a, uh, on I a think, Friday night conversation. And I, and I think everybody out there will love what he has to say uh, because... They'll either love it or, or they'll hate it. Well, he's going to shoot from the hip, and he's going sh- to tell you it straight. And uh, His quote exactly was, I'm not going to blow smoke up anybody's ass. That's, so. and, and, and that's that's what we're looking for. Exactly. Um, what a guy. Uh, he's in GT America. Uh, he'll be back in Indianapolis in October, as will we. Uh, and we hope to catch up with him uh, here again, hopefully at Daredevil. Uh, so, and I also want to thank Daredevil Brewery. That's our second time here. The beer, the pizza, the food does not disappoint. The scenery does not disappoint. Uh, it's in a, in the best location you can have in Speedway, Indiana. Uh, and I want to also thank the crickets that have joined us tonight, uh, because I Absolutely. hear them. I hear them in my monitor, and uh, they're putting me to sleep. Uh, we have. I'm sitting here at Daredevil Brewery, looking at three empty pitchers of beer, uh, in all. Uh, between myself, you, Cody, and Spencer, uh, we have uh, destroyed these things. We've had an excellent Saturday night in Indianapolis and in Speedway, Indiana, uh, after a doubleheader of motorsport at Indianapolis. Does it get much better than that? Not at all. It does. I feel like I probably ought to throw one more out there. It's not our sponsor, but Forever Lawn that put on Spencer's car today. Yes. Uh, yes. He's, he spoke very highly of them. He did, actually. And yes. he spoke very highly of them. And without them, we would have never got to meet him in the first place. That's so uh, thank you, Forever Lawn, for having an interest in motorsports yes. and putting on an amazing driver. He did a great job for you today. And if yeah. it wasn't for the 10 car, would have had you a top 10 probably. Yeah. For- <laughs> Forever Lawn, because. Uh, when your driver's having casual conversation with a couple of beers at the brewery next to the track, and he and he speaks incredibly highly of his sponsor, you know that's legit. Yes. I mean, I, anybody that's had a couple drinks, they're going to speak honestly. And for that sponsor, for him to speak highly of that sponsor personally, so if you need some tells me a lot. If you need some Masters Turf installed, yeah, check out Forever Long. That, that tells me a whole lot. Yes, um, absolutely. So, um, what a night. Uh, it's uh, it's quite late here in Indianapolis. It's about 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. I uh, hope everybody's enjoyed this. Uh, we got the NASCAR race tomorrow that Cody will be at. I will be heading out of town in the morning. Uh, but Not uh, staying for the shiny cars, uh, huh? I don't think I am. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, 
if we get up in the morning and decide to hitch a ride with me to the speedway, yeah. we'll know the answer, huh? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see at checkout time. Um, but we'll be back in Indianapolis with Into the Apex in October for the eight-hour Intercontinental GT Challenge. Uh, for now, unless we add some unexpected events, which I'm not going to rule out, uh, this is our last on-the-road episode for until October. Uh, we've been really had a busy summer, and this is kind of the cherry on top for the summer series. Uh, it'll be fall next time we hit the road. Uh, we've got uh, eight hours of Indian October. We've got Petit Le Mans in November. We've got, of course, the Daytona 24 hours in January, and we're going to have the hell of a party there. So if you've not gotten your tickets or wristbands, you need to come to Daytona because if it's if you're coming by yourself, you're not. You can join us. Uh, we've got uh, we're going to have a whole program set up. Uh, we're going to be hitting some locations. We're going to be in the track for 24 hours, I assume. We'll take shifts napping. Um, napping? <laughs> we've got tips. By the way, Petit Le Mans, we've got tips on places to visit because uh, our, our good friend tonight is a native of Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta, gave us some tips. Uh, so if you want to find out some good spots, we'll keep it secret right now. you got to join us in Atlanta. We'll, t- we'll You just come with us. We, we now know where to go. Uh, and, and we'll be there. Stick with us. We'll show you what's St- up. Stick with us. We, we know people that we, 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 you know people that know people. We, we know where to go. We, we've got it saved. We're going to be there. We're going to have a good time. Um, I mean, nothing better than this. What a, what a great, what a great place. Blew my mind today. This has probably <laughs> been the best, best time I've had in a long time. That's right. Uh, yeah. Hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's sign off here. Works for me. We've had three pitchers appear. Luckily, I've sobered up enough to oh. drive home. <laughs> so, are we gonna have a few? Uh, let's have a few more. Let's have another pitcher. No big deal. We can just sleep here. It'll <laughs> save us a trip in the morning to the. So, uh, Tyler and Cody from Indianapolis for any of the Apex. We're now homeless in Indianapolis. Uh, Peace. You can find us on speed in Speedway, Indiana, laying on the curb. Uh, waiting for an Uber or, or just uh, hanging or out. Or waiting for the paddy wagon, one of the <laughs> two. Uh, this has been Into the Apex on the Road. We'll catch you at the next stop. We'll see you from the studio next weekend. <laughs> <laughs>